Dude, I got Comic Con coming up here in a few weeks. I know you excited. I am beyond Even stoked. No one's going. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, all the yeah. major people. Yeah, but Hannah and I were like planning out our days. Mm-hmm. I got my Barbie tickets. I got my Oppenheimer tickets. I got to see them two days apart, unfortunately. But you get to see Oppenheimer in the seventy millimeter. Yes, I am going to see rad. Oppenheimer in seventy millimeter. Oh, which reminds me, the show, not next week, the week after, will be virtual. Because I will be in San Diego. All right. But uh, we'll still have a little something for you guys. And the out of the theater reviews are probably going to be inconsistent. We haven't thought about what we're going to do about that yet, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> maybe you get none. Maybe you get one. Maybe, maybe we you get four. Rec- yeah. Maybe we each record one individually and it's yeah. one long video. Yeah. Yeah. TBD. TBD. You'll TBD. see. TBD. Yes, indeed. But uh, we have a fun show for you guys today. There, there's really one one story to talk about. It's a batshit story. Um, people who've listened to our show for any period of time knows that every now and then there comes a time where one of us will text the other one in all caps, open this trade immediately. Yes. Which just means that there's a story that's going to blow our minds. So past examples have been when they announced Jamie Foxx is going to be in No Way Home. Yeah. That was run on Hollywood Reporter. Yeah. Official confirmation. Yeah. Uh, and same thing when it was confirmed that Alfred Molina would return as Doc Ock. Yeah. That was another big one. Mm-hmm. I think Armor Wars, The War Machine. It becoming a movie. Becoming a movie. That was yeah. one you sent me. Yeah. Uh, well, that happened again this week. Oh, did I'll it happen? Take it here. And, and not only did it happen, it, it happened in a way where I got the text from Nick in all caps saying, open Hollywood Reporter right now. Yeah. And I mentally prepared. I was like, all right, what am I about to see? Yeah. Like, like what is this? It's going to be something huge. Even with preparation, <laughs> even knowing I'm about to see something batshit crazy. Yeah. Did not fucking prepare me for no, what I opened up and not saw. At all. It was so fucking crazy. You guys, Jennifer Gardner is going to return as Electra in Deadpool 3. This is fucking insane. And it confirms a lot of theories that we had about the movie with, with it being a multiverse yeah. movie. She hasn't played Electra in over 20 fucking years. So, for those who might not be familiar with this, as yes, a concept, please go on. In yes. 2004, there was a Daredevil movie. 2003. I believe it was three. Oh, let's find out who was right. On Valentine's Day, 2003, you and your your loved one could go see Daredevil starring Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner. Yes. And in this movie, Ben Affleck plays the titular hero, Daredevil, and Jennifer Garner. Were they married or dating at that time? That's where they met. That's where they met was Elektra. Yeah. Uh it is a great movie. It is not. It is fantastic. <laughs> it is not a great movie. I love now, it granted, so much. I've not seen the director's cut. And I've heard the director's cut's actually not bad. That's the only one I've seen. <laughs> and I loved it. Um, so I haven't seen that one. So uh, Jennifer Garner will be Elektra. And I believe after that, she got a solo movie. In 2005, as she got a spinoff movie as yes. Elektra, yes. And now, some 20 years later, she's back. Yeah. By the way, the Elektra movie, she's great both times. But the Elektra movie is almost Catwoman bad. You know, I've never seen the Halle Berry Catwoman. Oh, dude, it's so awful. <laughs> it's so bad, dude. Are they both worse than Daredevil? Y- yes. Like, like Catwoman is yeah. almost the room bad. Oh, wow. Almost. Because the room is so bad that it's good, and Catwoman's not good. <laughs> Catwoman's just bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. But anyway, let's not get distracted yeah. by the fact that this is crazy news. But it makes sense because Sean Levy and Ryan Reynolds worked with her on the Adam Project. Yes. And they also worked with Mark Ruffalo, by the way. And uh, who famously fights in the comics that we haven't seen yet, Wolverine and Hulk. By the way, I'm just throwing that out there. 
no confirmation on him yet. But so we have confirmation of Hugh Jackman. We have confirmation of Jennifer Gardner. Fucking Ben Affleck's in this movie. He has to be in this movie. He has to be in the movie. And before you go saying like, oh, they're divorced, they co-parent just fine. Oh, yeah. They co-parent the shit out of those kids. Yes, they do. Yeah, they do. And Ben Affleck likes to have fun. That's what I've learned about Ben Affleck. <laughs> he, he did the flash. He was like, that looks fun. And then they were like, hey, hey, we got Jennifer to do a lecture. You want to come be Daredevil? He goes, no. And they're like, for Deadpool. And he was like, ha, 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 okay, I'll yeah, come do like, it. For what? Oh, Deadpool? <laughs> You're immediately going to die. Sold. Sold. I'm in. All I need. No, but like, I, this is yeah. not confirmed, by the way, Ben Affleck, but like, I'm saying he he's totally in the movie. I feel like you don't get Electra without that. I agree. And you don't get either of them unless you bring back Colin Farrell as <laughs> Bullseye. Dude, I will cheer loudly. I don't remember if he if dies he's in or not, the movie. But there's multiple. It doesn't matter. There's time travel shenanigans yeah. go to a point where he's in Ireland. Exactly. Which is still the. That's the. You've seen the movie. Yeah. That's the funniest part of the movie. Yes. Where Colin Farrell said he wants to keep his Irish accent, so they call him and Bullseye's in Ireland. Yeah. Yes, and he kills that old person on the plane. Oh my god! Yeah, that movie's incredible. By the way, slight tangent: Michael Clark Duncan was fucking great as the kingpin. He was very. He was awesome as the kingpin. Anyways, let's get down to the brass tacks here. This movie is going to be fucking wild. Oh yeah. I want to hear first of all, what are your thoughts on Jennifer Gardner coming back? And two, do you have any opinions or theories as to what the fuck else is going on here? Here's what I love about it. I, I like this concept where if Daredevil's in it, right? And I genuinely think they're going to be doing some play on Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe, mm-hmm. the famous comic where yep. Deadpool just starts killing all the Marvel heroes. I think there's going to be a play on that where he's just killing the Fox Universe characters. Mm-hmm. So I, I do think we're going to have a lot of the original X-Men. Like, we're going to mm-hmm. see James Marston back. <laughs> we're going to see Fam, <laughs> Famke Jensen. J- Jensen. Yeah, yeah. You know, all that original crew. I think we even might get some of the OG Fantastic Four, you know, Michael Chiklis, Jessica Alba. That By the way, none of this is officially confirmed, but, no, no, no. but we're saying this we fully believe that this will happen in the movie. Yeah. yeah. And what I love about this concept is those movies, critically and fan-wise, were always very mixed. And I love this idea of this almost sort of reverse fan service where it's like, you know, you see The Flash and they're bringing back, oh, they're bringing back Michael Keaton, or you get spoilers for the flash like nick cage's superman like there's these certain levels of fan service where it's like ah and i was like no we're getting fucking daredevil we're getting electro <laughs> we're getting all of them because they're, they're miles teller fantastic four in there <laughs> they were all made by fox mm-hmm. and do, oh my this just hit me now go on deadpool obviously a very self-aware character yeah there's going to be a moment where he's telling the audience that he's trying to save or trying to kill whatever the situation like the fox characters mm-hmm. And we're going to see him interact with the X-Men, and then we might get the Fantastic Four surprise. And then he's going to look at the camera and go, there's one more movie that we forgot about. And then it's going to cut to the Daredevil universe, and Evanescence is going to play. <laughs> you know you know that's going to happen. I would, Famously, they played in that movie the, save me. Wake me yeah. up. <laughs> I would love for there to be this sort of other la- layer to it, too, where they do do the X-Men kills the Marvel universe storyline, but it's yeah. the Fox universe, but I would love it to be like, he realizes something's going on and is like, I'm going to prove them all wrong. Yeah. They laughed at me. They wouldn't let me join their fancy little gang. Yeah. I'm going to save their asses. Yeah. And he sets out on this venture to save the Fox universe, <laughs> but inevitably ends up destroying <laughs> yeah. it. I would love that. Like the X-Force. Exactly. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I think this is very, I'm very interested to see what, because they are announcing this on Hollywood Reporter, it makes me feel like she has a very 
extended cameo. I don't role. yeah, an extended cameo. I, I I don't think she's in like as much as like Hugh Jackman's gonna be in the movie. Well I think Hugh Jackman's like co lead, right? Yeah, yeah, but I don't think she's a blink and you'll miss it either. No. You know? Almost like a Keaton. Yeah. Maybe a step down. Yeah, yeah. I think slightly less than Keaton. Iron Man and Homecoming. Right. Yeah. Probably. All right, I'll take it. I feel like she'll have more screen time than like Ben Affleck or something. Yeah, I think Ben Affleck is there for a second. Yeah, I think most of them probably the OGs are. I hope we get a scene with with Ben Affleck and Blind Al. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. I'm very excited for this movie. <laughs> me too. Oh, me too. And they uh, can't, they're not doing multiverse shenanigans, right? It's probably strictly more time travel shenanigans. Oh, it's or? multiverse shenanigans. Yeah. How would you get Jennifer Gardner if it's not multiverse shenanigans? You say that they were in the Fox X-Men universe. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think it's going to be multiverse shenanigans because guess who was spotted in London and was taking pictures with fans? Who? Owen Wilson. Wow. Oh, Mobius. Oh, shit. Guys I watch think Loki, some, apparently. I, yeah, I think some serious shit is going on. Oh, well, that would make sense because at the end of Deadpool 2, he has all the time travel. And he's fucking up the timelines. Oh, yeah. So time. TVA comes in. Not that the X-Men timelines were ever <laughs> fucked to begin yeah, with. Yeah, right. Continuity, schmontinuity. But, dude, I'm fucking amped for <laughs> this too. movie. This it's going to be so fun. awesome. <laughs> and I really do like Sean Levy's movie. I wasn't a huge fan of the Adam Project. Adam Project was okay. But everything else, like, I, I love Real Steel. Can I tell you something? Real Steel is such a good I've movie. never seen it. You've never seen Real Steel. Guys, watch Real Steel. <laughs> I loved Free Guy. It's live action Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Yes, and yes. it's great. I loved Free Guy. Free Guy is very good. And yeah. I Even thought... his drama. He has a drama called uh, This Is Where I Leave You. Okay. Fantastic. I, I need to see that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, this news, like I was already amped for Deadpool 3 because of Deadpool and Wolverine. With batshit stuff like this, it's skyrocketed to like my number one anticipated movie of next year. You know what my favorite part about this is too? Just Deadpool's famous marketing. They're not going to show shit from this movie. No. You're going to have no idea who's in this, what's going on this whole movie. Although the production company, Maximum Effort, yeah. already tweeted out a picture of Jennifer Gardner. Did they really? Uh-huh. That's funny. Yeah. I love that. It's... Like on set? No, just like... Oh, just, hey. Yeah. Confirmed. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Well, I'm excited. I I am beyond excited. I cannot wait for this. Uh, what do you guys think of Jennifer Gardner being confirmed for Deadpool 3? And what theories do you have about all of that going on? Let us know in the comments below. As we move on to the B-roll section of our show, we have a very short B-roll section, but we still had a couple things we wanted to bring to you guys' attention. Nick, what's up on the B-roll? Our first B-roll, Ryan Murphy, who currently has three shows in production, has threatened to sue the Writers Guild Strike Captain. Uh... Sorry, I'm trying to find like the actual mm-hmm. bulk of it. The flap started June 21st when late a former Law & Order SV showrunner and playwright alleged in a tweet that crew members on Murphy's American Horror Story had told them they'll be black they'll be blackballed if in Murphy Land if they don't cross the writer guild picket lines. At the time a spokesperson Murphy called Lee's tweet absolute nonsense and categorically false. It's basically someone saying that he is breaking WGA rules and threatening the writers on his current shows, and he's saying no, and they're still alleging it, and he goes, okay, I'll sue you. <laughs> we'll see where this goes. And let's yeah. see where this goes. Yeah, That's- and, and, and I think I think it was the right move. Um, mm-hmm. From what I, everything I've read, um, whatever was alleged was... Basically, it was bad. It was a bad taste to tweet because hearing someone say, "Oh, I heard someone say on set that if they that if they don't cross the picket lines, they're blackballed from Murphyland," mm-hmm. and then tweeting that as a story, you know, without doing the the journalism work is yeah, your due diligence. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's just what happened. And Murphy was like, "That's not true at all." What the fuck? So, mm-hmm. yeah. 
was, when he sued him, it like raised eyebrows, like, oh, like what's going on? And then it was just that. But yeah. it was still interesting nonetheless. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and our, our last story, uh, there's another one. Uh, Simu Liu says Marvel Shang-Chi sequel keeps getting pushed back. Now, originally, this was supposed to be coming out between King Dynasty and Secret Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is no official date for it. Yeah. He's just saying, like, it keeps swapping. Yeah. It might be here. It might be here. We don't know yet. Yeah. That's kind of the big. Basically, that just makes me sad because I want to see Shang-Chi too. <laughs> yeah. But is, that, is that TV show still happening? Uh, Wonder Man? Oh, the one with the Ten Rings. Yeah. I don't know. Wonder Man's filming, right? Yeah. They, or they, fil- it stopped. Yeah, but, because, yeah. but yeah, but it was filming. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. How about that? Well, Either it. way, good for Dustin Daniel Creighton. He deserves the world. Yes, he does. Um... That's it for the B-roll. That's it for the B-roll. So, guys, you know what that means. It's time to move on to the box office. Prediction time. What were our predictions last week, Nicholas? All right, Dalton, you had Indiana Jones at the Dial of Destiny, Joyride, Insidious 5, Elemental, and Spider-Verse. I had Indiana Jones, Insidious 5, Joyride, Elemental, and Spider-Verse. So you and I just swapped uh, uh, Joyride and Insidious. Right. Um, I need you to strap in for this one, bud. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is so fucking ridiculous, dude. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Coming in number one, Insidious, the Red Door. No shit. Making $32.6 million. Holy <laughs> fuck. Patrick Wilson. Good for the him. win, Patrick Wilson. We love Patrick Wilson. I still need to see it. Yes, sir. I've yes. heard it's not good. You've made your money. That's what I care about. Horror is inevitable. They never learn their lesson, Nicholas. Ever. Just keep making horror. Coming in coming in second, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, dropping fifty six percent to an average drop. <sighs> Not bad. Making another twenty six point five million dollars. I really thought with the word of mouth coming out around that one that mm-hmm. that would have been lower. Yeah, no. Mm, good for that. Average drop. Uh coming in third was Sound of Freedom, the new human trafficking movie starring Jim Cavazel, and it made eighteen point two million dollars in its opening weekend. Coming in fourth, Elemental, making $9.6 million, only dropping 21%. And coming in fifth, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, making $8 million in its sixth week. Joyride came in sixth with $5.8 million, followed by No Hard Feelings with 5.2, only dropping 33% from week two to week three. Joyride only made $5 million opening? Yep. But with good word of mouth... Mm-hmm. If it makes $5 million every weekend, that's fine. That's true. We just have to see how it does. Yeah, but you got Mission Impossible, Barbie, Oppenheim. It's going to get flooded. But it's also but... counter-programmed. Fair, I guess. So we'll have to see. And yeah. I don't think it has as much marketing as No Hard Feelings had. That and I would say Jennifer Lawrence is a very common household name. That is true. Whereas that is true. I wouldn't necessarily like stephanie sue i think has become one yeah but it's you know not as popular out front Mm -hmm. uh it is a great movie though you guys should go watch it absolutely hilarious movie um let's dive into these numbers a little bit more shall we i'm gonna do insidious last because i'm gonna do all the movies let's dive in indiana jones first here yes um worldwide has now made 247 it'll cross 250 soon not enough (laughs) for the 300 million dollar price that it made it's gonna end up being a money loser but it won't be as bad as some recent other blockbusters we've seen. I'm looking at you, The Flash. Um, you know that, uh, someone pointed out on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, Black Widow, with its day and date VOD release, mm-hmm. made $100 million more than Flash did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. 
Oh man, what a uh, time. Sound of Freedom. Uh, Total Domestic has made forty million dollars. I guess it opened in the middle of the week last week, okay. which is why the eighteen uh, opening. And I don't have a budget for it. Let me see what its budget was. Uh, fourteen point five. So that's profit. That's profitable right there. Good for Sound of Freedom. Um, Elemental coming in fourth has now made two hundred fifty-one million dollars worldwide. It's staying in that top five. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's only made one point three times its budget back though, with that two hundred million dollar price tag. It is a big number. And Spider-Man, sticking around in Hell the top yeah. five, has now made $642 million. It's going to cross six fifty. Insane success that movie is having. That's fantastic. I'm also going to dive into Joyride, which uh, has only opened domestically, so it still has that $5.8 million number. What was its budget? Let me see. So I'm seeing in a couple different places that it was around $30 million. Uh-huh. So if it sticks around and makes consistent money, it'll be good. If it has a big drop, that's bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, no Hard Feelings has made $67 million worldwide on a budget of 45. So it's 1.5 times. It's on its way to profitability if it can remain up in there. We'll see. Uh, it might get drowned out with all the stuff coming out. But like I said, counter-programming, you never know. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, lastly, I do want to take a quick look at Transformers Rise of the Beast, which has now crossed $400 million worldwide. You get a sequel. I don't make the rules. <laughs> and I wanted to get I, a sequel. I, I, you, wait, we will get a sequel? I mean, I was just saying, like, $400 million, you get a sequel. <laughs> oh, yes, as they should. Uh, it's made 2.1 times the budget. It might be a slight money loser, but I don't think they're looking at that as necessarily a bad thing. Mm. And, um... I, you know, even if you didn't see this movie, that movie... Mm-hmm. If you hype up what the next movie is, oh, yeah. I feel like that catches on immediately. I, I agree also. And deliver on that, because if you don't... Yeah. Yeah. By the way, Past Lives has only made $8 million, but I feel like it wasn't made for that much money. So I can't find the Past Lives budget, but it's made $8 million so far, and it's only open domestically. And for it's a small A24 movie, that makes sense. And it's also been, I think, opening in more theaters as it goes. Yeah. Uh, and lastly, I want to look at The Flash before we dive into um, the Insidious films. The Flash is probably going to leave theaters next week after four weeks. Uh, it has with the worldwide box office total of 261. So it made less than Black Adam. And uh, it made more than Shazam 2. Okay. There you go. That's something. Yep, and I can't wait for Blue Beetle. I hope Blue Beetle makes more. That would be great mm. if Blue Beetle made more. That would be funny. But let's dive into the Insidious movie, shall we? Let's do it. You know, I think I've only seen the first Insidious. Really? I've only seen the first two. I haven't seen three or four. No, I think just one, yeah. But God, do I love that Patrick Wilson. Listen, we fucking love Patrick Wilson here. So the first Insidious movie was made on a production budget of... million Mm dollars directed by james wan written by lee winnell the saw team hell yeah and uh it opened up to 13 million and made 99 million worldwide so it made about 66 times its budget back (laughs) christ jason blum baby that's how it goes (laughs) insidious chapter two also james wan and lee winnell was made on a budget of $5 million. Ho-ho. Ho-ho-ho. Opened to 40 and made worldwide box office of 161 So it made 32.4 times this budget back. 
<laughs> they never learn their lessons with horror. They never do. Insidious Chapter 3, which, if I'm not mistaken, was the directorial debut of Lee Whannell. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong about that. Was made for a budget of $10 million. Ho oh, ho. Opened to $22 million. Made 120 worldwide to make 12 point times its budget back. Still doing great. Insidious The Last Key, which was the fourth film, was made for $10 million once again. Opened to $29 million. <laughs> It's already profitable. <laughs> and made a worldwide total of 172. Christ. So it made uh, 17.3 times its budget back. And currently, Insidious The Red Door, the newest film, which brings back the OG cast. Oh, they're not through all of them. No. They, uh, I think they stop after two, which is why I stopped watching. <laughs> fair. <laughs> um, and because uh, James Wan left. And I didn't know if Lou and I was going to be a good director, so now I need to go back and watch three. <laughs> <laughs> um, Insidious The Red Door. Let me see what the budget was. <laughs> 16. <laughs> Money in the bank. Insidious Thread Door was made on a budget of $16 million. So the and highest budget to date. Yes. Good for you, Patrick Wilson. Hell yeah. And for has, a directorial debut, too. Yeah. And has made 32 in its opening weekend. It's also opened overseas, and worldwide, it has a box office total of $64 million. Oh, so it's already made money. It, it's, it's gone. Profitable. Thank God. I love Patrick Wilson. I'm so glad the movie's making money. And with a 50% drop, it's still getting 15 yeah. next week. If it's a 15%, yeah. 50% drop. It's easily profitable. Mm-hmm. We're going to get to five, maybe six times its money back. Oh, yeah. Nice. I love Jason Blum. I love James Wan. I love Lee Winnell. I love, I love Patrick Wilson, and I love horror. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, that, that's all I'm seeing. Oh, yeah. I still need to watch it. And even if I hate the movie, I'm watching it. Out of solidarity with Patrick Wilson, because I love that man. It's like seeing Fool's Paradise all over again. Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is... I'm really proud of the movie. Like, I gotta say, yeah. I've never seen it. I'm happy that he's finding success, because that, honestly, that's what determines if you make if you get to make more movies. Yeah. Even if it's not always your fault. Because to me, I've always read it as a big opening weekend is how good your marketing is. Mm-hmm. The drop from week one to week two is how good your movie is. Mm-hmm. There's other factors with that too, like what else is coming yeah. out, things like that. But like all you can do as a director is make the best movie you possibly can. You can't convince people to go see it through marketing. That's not your job. Mm-hmm. So how many times have you seen a movie open really high and you're like, that movie's a piece of shit. Yeah. And but and how many times have you seen a great movie that makes no money? You know, so The Flash past lives. <laughs> yeah, right. But but also it's a testament, but it usually always falls on the director, the finances. They're either the scapegoat or the one to praise, and sometimes it's misplaced. Yeah. I believe. But either way, happy for Patrick Wilson. Happy for that franchise. What a highly successful franchise that's been. Yeah, right. But, Surprisingly uh, so. But yeah, we got a lot more coming down the pipeline, and uh, it's going to be fun. Absolutely. You got Mission Impossible next week? Yes, we do. I'm fun. seeing it. By the, by the time the episode airs, I would have already seen it, but I'm oh, seeing yeah, it again yeah. that Thursday. Hell yeah. It'll be awesome. It will be awesome. But uh, I think that's all we got. Oh, I, we got to do our predictions. Oh, shit. Fuck. Ooh, if Mission Impossible's opening tomorrow or Monday, how's it going to do on the weekend? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, but nothing's oh. coming out with it. All right, then I'll go first. Call me nutty. Mission Impossible, Insidious, Indiana Jones, Sound of Freedom, Elemental. Okay. 
I think everyone who saw Sound of Freedom has already seen it. So I'm going to go Mission Impossible. Okay. Insidious. Indiana Jones. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Joyride. Oh. You think Joyride's going to get an uptick? I think it's going to make $5 million again. Intriguing. So you have Mission Insidious Indie Spider-Verse Joyride. Yes. I like it. Hey, Sound of Freedom could stay in there. I'm just assuming that it's like the anime films mm. where like that audience who wanted to go see it has seen it and then they have huge drops. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah, but hey, it, it could stick in there. It's been getting not bad reviews. It was just high and I know it opened early mm-hmm. so it got a little more time but it's very high and even with a 50% drop off it's still 9 million. Yeah. Which is about what the fourth place is. Yeah. So I'm gambling on that. Yeah. But we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. We will see what happens. And uh, I think that's all we had for the show today. It is. All right. Well, with that down, I've been Dalton Burdett. I've been Nick Arikio. We'll see you on the next episode.